If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. For their judgment in the controversial case involving their colleague, James Jachi Kwesen. We'll get you an update shortly. Also, President Akufuando points to some difficulties in controlling the influx of refugees from neighboring countries to Ghana as he admits some of the terrorists may have entered into the country. As we both on our northwest border as well as on our northeast border, uh, a lot of people coming in and we think best we can be sure that some of them belong to these uh, terrorist uh, groupings. We have an update on the situation for you. Also, traffic situation worsens on the Darwinia crowd road owing to slow pace of work. We'll hear from motorist traders and some residents who say the situation is affecting their livelihoods. Also this afternoon, uh, the AG is reviewing draft papers on the operations uh, and maintenance contract between the Tema Oil Refinery and private investment companies aimed towards revamping the owning state refinery. We have this and more uh, coming up your way, plus business and more in the next hour. Stay tuned. Start off with the president because President Akufuado is admitting to some difficulties in controlling the influx of refugees fleeing uh, the conflict in neighboring Burkina Faso into Ghana. More worrying for the president is the admission that some terrorists operating in the region may have entered uh, into the country already. Interacting with foreign ministers from Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, the president indicated that maintaining a firm grip on the situation remains his priority. 
Uh, meanwhile, the government is hopeful that uh, diplomatic interventions will succeed in bringing Russia and Ukraine uh, to the negotiating table after prolonged fighting between uh, both uh, countries. Ghana's Foreign Affairs Minister, uh, Shelley Yokoboche, who is hosting her counterparts uh, from Benelux country, says uh, countries such as Ghana continue to reel under the impact of uh, the war uh, and its uh, global effect, uh, hence the need for a quick fix uh, to the regional security challenge. This came up at a news conference organized by her ministry. Together we also strive to uphold our values not just within our own borders but clearly also on the global stage. And in the face of the current geopolitical challenges, these values hold ever greater significance to all of us. We recognize and discuss the serious challenges Ghana faces itself, such as the growing instability in the Sahel region, and the potential spillover of violent extremism to coastal West Africa, as the minister just articulated. And during our recent discussions, um, we gained a deeper understanding by both of the ministers of the issues, issues confronting Ghana. In Europe, of course, we are witnessing the grim consequences of Russia's unwarranted and illegal invasion in Ukraine, which has led to a truly devastating war. And I want to express our heartfelt gratitude to Ghana and its people for its unwavering support in the fight against this aggression and its commitment to upholding multilateralism and international law. Uh, we had four votes, four resolutions in uh, the UN in New York, and every time uh, Ghana was on the right side. So thank you very much for this. And secondly, I want to explain this is not a conventional war where two countries are fighting each other. It is an aggression of Russia against Ukraine. And this is very, very difficult from what we saw maybe conventionally if two countries are in a war. Here, there are not two countries in a war. There is one country that aggressed against all the rules of the UN Charter, uh, in a neighboring country called Ukraine. And the fight is not a fight against this country alone. It is a fight from Putin against democracy, against rule of law, against our values, values that we share here in Africa, in Ghana, and also in the European Union. And therefore, uh, we have to do everything possible Uh, meanwhile, the government of Ghana is hopeful that uh, the diplomatic interventions will succeed in bringing Russia and Ukraine to the negotiation table after prolonged fighting between both countries. Shelia Yakobuchi is Minister for Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration. We had very fruitful discussions, acknowledged the long-standing relations between Ghana and the Benelux countries, and we lauded the shared efforts to expand the spheres of cooperation at both the bilateral and also the multilateral fronts. Um, we talked and had discussions on regional security, and we acknowledged the contributions by the Benelux countries to peace and security in the Sahel and the West African sub-region. In this regard, the Minister for National Security and I briefed our guests on the security situation in the region and measures being taken by member states of the Accra Initiative 
as well as the level of ECOWAS and AU to address terrorism and violent extremism by member states of the Accra Initiative, as well as the level of ECOWAS and AU to address terrorism and violent extremism. What's, what's next in line for you, uh, not just in relation to investments in Ghana, but all across the African continent? Are there some plans that perhaps you want to put well, up? Most there? definitely. You see, <laughs> you see, what is going on? Accra Initiative in that regard. And the two sides also agreed to work together at the multilateral level to address the challenges such as um, food insecurity, climate and war. Let's take you to Parliament now because the minority in Parliament say despite uh, their strong disagreement with the Supreme Court annulling the uh, election of James Dachik question, they will not block the approval of Chief uh, Justice nominee. Getro Togunu uh, and uh, Justice Togunu was part of the seven-member panel uh, which decided the case. The minority had insisted no decision will be taken on her nomination until the full judgment in the case uh, was out. Speaking on behalf of the minority in Parliament, MP4 Boku Central, Mahama Yarga explained that despite their strong disagreement with the Chief Justice nominee, they believe she's qualified to be Chief Justice. Justice nominee, Justice Jetrude Araba Esaba Tokono, would be true to her publicly professed textualist approach to constitutional interpretation. Whilst the clear language of the constitution was dealing with qualification to be a member of parliament, the Supreme Court veered off and was dealing with eligibility or qualification of a person to contest as a member of parliament. I'm quoting the Supreme Court directly in their reasoning. They, they actually used that. They said, we are dealing with eligibility or qualification of a person to contest as a member of parliament. But the Supreme Court talks about qualification to be a member of parliament. It is after the contest that you then get sworn in to be a member of parliament. Article 94 is not talking about eligibility to contest elections. It is about becoming a member of parliament. This only takes place at the point of swearing in. Instead of fidelity to the text of the constitution, which the CJ nominee professed as a preferred approach to constitutional interpretation, she succumbed to what we believe was a flawed precedent set earlier by the Supreme Court in the ex parte Zanetto case. That is the Republic versus High Court General Jurisdiction Accra Expertise and Neto Rollins Ashiti and National Democratic Congress Interested Parties Number Two of 2015 to 2016, One Supreme Court Ghana Law Report, uh, page 92, which this current court relied on, was wrongly decided by an earlier panel of the Supreme Court. The Neto would have been qualified anyway if the Supreme Court was to conclude that Article 94 deals with qualification to be a member of parliament. She would have been qualified anyway if they had adopted the position that we are adopting today and not eligibility to contest elections to be a member of parliament, which was what was in issue in the Zanetto case. In the Zanetto case, it was eligibility to contest, or the matter was before the contest. If even we admit that there should be some housekeeping matters at the point of filing nomination papers. That should be the appropriate province of legislation and not judicial enactment. What they did was to enact laws, the Supreme Court, not to interpret the text of the Constitution of Ghana. 
James Jachikwesin is gearing up to contest the by-election in Asin North, which has been brought about by the Supreme Court's decision. In that regard, we, the members of the Appointments Committee representing the National Democratic Congress, NDC, will not withhold our approval of the Chief Justice nominee by consensus. We will not withhold our approval of her by consensus. Her CV reveals a person of considerable experience, having served as a judge from the High Court to the Court of Appeal and ultimately at the Supreme Court. Women who have acquitted themselves should be given opportunities to occupy key national offices. Even as we disagree with her jurisprudence, we find her qualified to occupy the high office of Chief Justice of the Republic of Ghana. Uh, and since uh, this very green light was giving, things have moved fast as we speak. Uh, a valedictory uh, ceremony has been held for James uh, Duche, Justice, uh, who was acting in the stead of Justice Anin Yeboah. Uh, as we speak now, we're expecting the Chief Justice nominee, uh, Getro Tokunu, to make a public appearance after this press statement uh, by the minority in Parliament. Let's get more on this. Legal Affairs Correspondent uh, Joseph Akable is joining us uh, live with details on this. Uh, Joe, what more can you report? Uh, we'll, we'll get uh, Joseph Blay for you shortly, but in your shots now, you have uh, some justices of the Supreme Court. We can listen in. Speak to you, especially from where I'm sitting. <laughs> you must each find in your life and space a man or woman who can command you on major decisions of your life. Um, for those who have been wondering and still wondering why I left, by the grace of God, a reasonably thriving life at the bar and took what I call an oath of poverty and service. That reason is my Lord Justice Doche. He commanded me. And I do not have an iota of regret that I obeyed. My Lord, thank you for commanding me. And to date, in private conversations, I still address him as Papa. But he addresses me since I became a judge as my brother. And it just tells you the unique character of my Lord. Papa, I'm extremely grateful you have impacted me in a way that none has done before. And as for the life on the court, the things that have been said, um, bear that out. My Lord, but I, because I have the privilege of, of knowing you that closely, I think that my word of acknowledgement would be incomplete if I didn't add, apart from God, your own source of strength, of encouragement, and moderation, which is Mrs. Sylvia Doce. Mommy, thank you. Because what a lot of us take for granted is that my Lord goes home burdened. 
and troubled and worried and anxious sometimes. And it is money who decompresses him. That's right. That's and right. Yes, yes I'm, I'm saying this on authority. <laughs> and, and, and makes him the, the, the good man that he is, who has so touched, mentored, influenced, and guided most of us. I have told him that I've prayed away this day. I never wished that this day was going to come. I don't know what his plans are and who he will entrust me to. Um, otherwise, I feel really orphaned on this side of the court. And, and the reason also is that, for those of you who know me, I'm not a hawk, but I'm very stubborn in my views. And, and my Lord Justice Doce is one of the few exceptional and extraordinary people who has a very unique way of saying, and it's not pretentious, it's just genuine. He tells you yes, but if you are discerning, the yes can mean a no. And so I'll miss your guidance. Um, but as a lot of us have said, um, I have been looking for allies to conspire how we can prevent him from relocating to Pando. Well, Justice Yoni Kolendi uh, just gone by in your shots there, eulogizing uh, James uh, Doche, who was acting as Chief Justice. Now we'll see Getro Tokono uh, if all is set and the presidential um, inauguration is done. Obviously, we'll see her as the next Chief Justice, but we can uh, get a lot more on this uh, story as the minority is also giving their green light. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Santi is joining us uh, in, uh, I mean, right from the House with more on the demands. Uh, by the minority. So quickly, you, you've asked the uh, minority leadership why they are going ahead to approve her despite the uh, disagreement with this uh, latest uh, judgment on James Jachikwesi. Are you getting any response on this? So, well, yes, they say that Chief Justice, uh, Chief Justice Kominigi through the Sabah Chokumo is truly qualified and that if you look at the CV, there's a lot that she has done that puts her in a position to be able to deliver as Chief Justice. Despite their strong disagreement with her decision in the James Jackson case, and so despite all this serious disagreement they have with her, they are they are they are, they are giving this this blue light that will make sure that this approval will move through. Of course, it wouldn't have meant much really, even if the minority said they were not going to approve her. The minority did not have the numbers, and if it did go to a vote, they would have lost. Even what we have seen in recent times, they would have lost. So. They have now given their all clear, which would have, which, which simply, what they have simply done is to smoothen the process a little bit. It means that a secret vote will not be required, and that all that will be required will be a, 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 a voice vote when the report is laid for approval or otherwise. So that will be the, the, the significant position. If you look at today's business statement, that will be just get copies of, and very soon they will be moving to deal with this. What we understand is that this report will be taken today. The story we just done is um, um, Justice Jones, Duce, the acting chief justice, retiring. It means that the baton will go on to the next most senior judge to become the acting chief justice until a confirmation is sought. And that is not so tidy. That is what the government wants to avoid. They do not want, they do not want the baton being passed on every now and then when the most senior, chief, the, the most senior judge retires, it has to go on. We need a substantive chief justice 
and that is why the president has nominated justice here through Tokuno. And so very, very, very soon, any moment from now when the Speaker of Parliament gets in, we expect that the report of the committee will now be made, will now be amended to reflect the new minority position that they are they, they that they approve of getting Tokuno's nomination. It will be done by consensus and then the report will be made, it will be debated, and then a voice vote will be taken, and then the Chief Justice Dominique will be approved or otherwise if the vote voice says so. Mm -hmm. But normally when this is consensus, the approval is, is set and the president can this evening or early tomorrow swear justice get to talk to our seat. Uh, any reaction from the majority side yet? We expect the majority side, the majority leader himself to hold a news conference any moment from now. The understanding we had was that the majority of us was just about to address the press conference. That has stalled for, for, for some moments now. We understand they have to do some background talks, among other things. They will come in and give us a sense idea of how the process will unravel. Normally, because it's going to be by consensus, there's no fear of, uh, of a rejection. And so as soon as this, 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 this majority press conference is out of the way, the Secretary of Parliament will come in, double the House in session, and the report of the appointments committee will now be taken and approval may be granted. Uh, and we'll be back to the issue about the Chief Justice nominee shortly, but uh, they've been addressing issues also regarding uh, the World Bank country director's comments on uh, the deals with the independent power producers. Any update on that? And what's the concern, really, of the minority side? So, Mr. Pierre Laporte, the country director of World Bank, has said considerable controversy since his interview with George Lafayette, where he said that um, part of the reason why the economy is struggling currently when government finances is in shambles, is due to some of the take-or-pay contracts that were signed by the Eswar John Domani Muhammad government. The minority have been waiting in, and according to George Nabok, who's the former deputy power minister and the currently the ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee, um, Mr. Pierre Laporte is, is, is getting himself muddied in local politics, and that if he got his facts right, he would not have made some of the comments he made. They insist that none of the contracts that were signed by the Eswar John Muhammad government can be blamed for the current economic challenges, and that the current economic difficulties simply down to government mismanagement and overspending, and that Pierre Laporte and government assigns should not seek to put this in the, 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 the basket of the former president, John Ramadi Muhammad, and that he did his best when he signed all these arrangements. And so they've invited back, they've rather been insisted that the majority side, the government side, have actually extended some of these contracts. And if they were making the argument that some of these contracts were bad, when the contracts expired, they should have just let them go. But they have extended some for 15 years, and so they cannot keep blaming for and, and quickly, if you can hear me, we know that the House is resuming after recess. Uh, any other activities expected uh, on, on the floor? What, what will happen, I mean, on day one after recess? Uh, I was just asking about, uh, I mean, Parliament returning from, from recess. Uh, quite a lot of activities uh, tabled uh, before the House, correct? Can you update us on some of them? Okay. Yes, the, the agenda is a bit light today. If you look at Thursday of Parliament resuming, it's a little bit light. But we expect that once the report of the Appointments Committee on Justice Gertrude is about to know, is dealt with, the House may take amendments and come in tomorrow. Quick question to you there uh, from Parliament, and we'll be monitoring that exercise, the approval uh, of the report that will pave way for the appointment of uh, 
Chief Justice uh, nominee, Getro Tokono, as the substantive uh, CJ uh, for uh, the uh, law-making chamber. We'll still keep our eyes uh, there as we're expecting her to appear and make a public uh, statement as the acting uh, Justice Do- Jones Doche uh, is, uh, will be retiring uh, in a few days from now. We'll keep watching that space and bring you uh, updates. But about 100 victims of the local violence are currently seeking refuge at Junga and other communities in the West Mampurusi and Mampurugu Manduri district of the northeast region. According to the victims, the attackers bent down their household and looted their properties, including money, food, items and livestock. Speaking at a press conference in Junga, uh, the welfare committee uh, of the so traditional area appealed to National Disaster Management Organization to support Displace victims. There's more in this report by correspondent Ilyas Tanko. Shaibu Isahaku is a resident of Lukula and a teacher staying in Tamale. He was not in Lukula last Thursday dawn when heavily armed militia suspected to have come from the Gonjalan attacked the community and destroyed properties after chasing out the inhabitants. His wife, children and other relatives, however, were there when the attack occurred. Forced to flee the community, according to Shaibu, his relatives walked several kilometers across the White Volta River to seek refuge at Janga, the traditional capital of the sole paramountcy of the Mampurgu traditional area. He recounts the destruction caused by the suspected Gonja bandits. A lot of properties were damaged. We cannot describe the extent of the damage. Food items, roofing sheet and stores have been raised They looted our livestock. They left nothing behind. Everything burned. Shaibu's relative is among the over 100 Mampruses who fled the Lukula community to safety in Janga and other Mampurusi villages in the West Mampurusi municipality and the Mampurugu Mwadure district of the northeast region. The displaced Mampurusis are currently living with and being provided for by family and friends. Most of them, however, are being taken care of the paramount chief of the traditional area, Malguna Nantog Masedu, like Shaibu's family. The victims said all their properties have completely been destroyed and appealed to Nadmo to come to their aid. So we are here to plead to the Ghanaian public, the Netherlands outfit, the government and Nadmo to come to our rescue. Thursday's violence in Lukula was said to have been triggered by the attempts of the Gonja Paramount Chief in Dabwaya in the North Gonja district of the Savannah region, the Wasipewa, to install a rival chief in the community against the recommendation of both the Savannah and the North East Regional Security Councils. For many decades, the Lukula village and several others, including Mankargu, have been the epicenter of violence between Mamprosi and Tampuluma settlers on one side and Gonja occupiers on the other. Moving on, experts in the extractive industry are warning of grave consequences if uh, Ghana goes ahead uh, to extract bauxite in the Tiwa forest. It's been estimated that 1.7 uh, 
uh, trillion uh, will be spent in 2023 on clean technologies due to the drastic spike in uh, some the demand for metals and minerals worldwide. This has raised concerns among environmentalists, civil society and industry about the need uh, to decarbonize the process of extraction. Co-chair of the Ghana Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative, uh, Dr. Steve Monteo, is warning uh, any attempt by government to degrade the our forests will not all go well for the country. Uh, we'll bring you some updates on that, but now there's uh, a bit of an update for you on the Chief Justice nominee, Gertrude Tokono. She's uh, speaking uh, for, at that uh, validatory ceremony held uh, in honor of uh, James Duce. Justice was acting uh, upon that green light coming through from the minority. We can listen in. I've served on our nation's highest court. One only has to glance through the profile of His Lordship Victor Jones Maulong Doche, and the Victor comes first, and catch a glimpse of how he spends his time to appreciate the true jewel that he is to his family, to his people, the Church of God, the judiciary and the judicial service of Ghana and to this nation. As I have reflected on today's occasion and its essence, my mind has often gone to how true treasures are formed and obtained. Gold and diamonds are not to be found easily. They are hidden in the womb of the earth for man to strive to bring to himself. Oil, we are told, forms deep in rocks over millions of years and may be gathered only at great cost. And God in his infinite wisdom gives us the treasures of beautiful humanity, such as his lordship, Victor Jones Maulong Doche, after God himself has done the work of shaping them in the quiet of home, faith, and community, away from the eyes of those who receive the gift of their character and their labor. This morning, in all humility, I'd like to assure his lordship, Justice Doche, and the Lord our God, who gave us this precious man, that as an institution and community, the judicial service and the judiciary truly appreciate the gift of the man and the gift of grace that he is. In 2020, I had the opportunity of interviewing Justice Doche for a special feature in the bench, the annual journal of the Association of Magistrates and Judges of Ghana. And I came away with a deeper view of the influences that have shaped his passion for fairness. He told the bench about how he lost his father early in life, the injustices his family suffered, and the struggles of his widowed mother to look after him and his brothers. It was an eye-opener that allowed understanding for his deep passion for social and substantial justice and his philanthropy and service to every group that he belongs to. He also told us about following his mother to choir practice and this explains his exuberant love for hymns and dancing. We are told that like all God-made treasures, the birth of a pearl takes time. It occurs when an irritant such as sand 
gets into the shell of an oyster. In response to the pain, the oyster produces a protective coating called nacre to fit between the two shells and protect it from the destructive influences of the irritant. Over a period spanning six months to four years, these layers of nacre released to coat the irritant and protect the oyster and its shell form the beautiful gem and stunning beauties of the pearl. As beneficiaries of this process, human beings enjoy the adornment and grace of pearls, not knowing how much it costs the oyster in quiet pain, strain, endeavor, and fighting effort to give us that treasure. The philanthropy experienced by Justice Doche's communities, the passion for service that we have enjoyed in the judiciary through the never-ending list of councils and committees that he serves on, and the fearless quest for substantial justice that rises out of the pages of the innumerable rulings and judgments that he has authored, speak volumes of his courageous response to irritations of life, such as oppression of orphans, deprivation of vulnerable women, the looting of state coffers, and abuse of public office. One only has to encounter his desperate quest to overcome abuse with justice in decisions such as Board of Governors Achimoto School versus Ni Akunote II, Platinum Equities Limited and Lands Commission, judgment dated 20th May 2020, and Martin Alamisi Amidu versus Attorney General, Waterville Holders BVI Limited and Alfred Agbesi Woyome. Judgment dated 14 June 2013, to understand the fighter for justice for the deprived in the nation, Injustice Duce. A champion of women and the vulnerable, the determination to break the tide of bullying and compel compliance with the spirit of the law and the Constitution is easily seen in his groundbreaking and incisive opinions in Gregory versus Tandor IV. Enhancing judgment delivered on 12 May 2010, and the second Mensa versus Mensa judgment dated 22nd February 2012, that we have heard of this morning. My Lord, in Gregory versus Tandor the Fourth versus Hansen, you began your lead opinion with a famous quotation from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, a quote you had expressed in your earlier decision. In the case of Clement versus Eniete, judgment dated 4th June 2008, one of your very early judgments in the High Court 2nd D, when you started to establish yourself as a clear-minded judge who not only presided over cases but did so independently as a fierce contender for rights and one who is not afraid to find the kernel of truth within the law so as to give not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. These are the famous words from Act 4, Scene 3 in Julius Caesar. There is a tide in the affairs of men, which, taken at the flats, leads on to fortune. Omitted all the voyages, a tide in the affairs of men, which, taken at the flats, leads on to fortune. Omitted all the voyages... 
big year for athletics. If we have time, we'll get into that. In Europe, well, <laughs> Champions League week. Manchester City showed just why they are favourites for this year's title. Absolutely demolishing Manchester City by three goals to nil in the first leg. Thomas Tuchel, not exactly the kind of star Bayern would have envisaged when they've hired him. Four matches, two defeats, two... Uh... For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies. Plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, which means it's time to get your outdoor spaces ready so you can enjoy more this season. Right now, you can get the Stylewell Park Point four-piece patio set at a new lower price of $3.99. With its stain-resistant cushions and modern relaxed styling, it's the perfect centerpiece for your porch, deck, or patio, whether you're looking for sunny lounging or evening gathering. Hurry into the Home Depot to get the Stylewell Park Point patio set at a new lower price, just $3.99. Shop Spring. Take the courage when it serves or lose adventures. Unquote. It is in the spirit of seizing for Ghana, the moment for establishing just parameters for, t- for us all with great sadness. But I personally cannot help but feel almost orphaned by the situation as I prepare to serve this nation where their big shoes stood. To lose the help and wisdom of His Lordship Justice Victor Jones Maulongdoche a proud son of Pando, a quintessential example of the beautiful pearl, at a time like this is a big blow, and I know that we shall all miss him very dearly. It is my prayer that our celebration of this distinguished jurist will carry on into our continued service through this institution as we all strive to emulate his examples of good faith, patriotism, hard work, diligence and devout faith, delivered with constant humor and wisdom through stories from Pando, Commonwealth Hall, and his journeys around the world. My Lord, we will miss your never-ending store of funny stories, told with the intention of teaching wisdom and grace, including how a man christened Victor has come to be known as Jones. We all wish you a pleasant and restful retirement. For over four decades, you have served the law, 23 years of which have been to the nation and its citizens. You have pursued the course of justice and expanded freedom. You have made this nation more safe, this nation safer and more secure. You have helped to build this democracy we are enjoying now. You absolutely deserve this rest, even though I know you'll be too restless to enjoy it fully. Mama Sylvia, please get him to rest. I plead with you that however you continue to serve, please pace yourself and take time to enjoy the beautiful hills and waters of the Volta region. Thank you very much, my Lord Victor Jones Maulam Duche, for the service and for the example you are leaving us with. May the Lord continue to bless you with good health and strength of mind and body 
and with the love and comfort of family. And obviously, uh, if you're married to an ever, you should pick up a few lines. Chief Justice uh, Normani Getru Tokono there, uh, indicating how uh, dearly she would miss uh, the acting Chief Justice uh, Jones uh, Duche. But she's also been making uh, some points about the high attrition rate of fine brains uh, leaving the bench this year and the fact that she will be feeling very big shoes. We'll wait to see uh, what next uh, the uh, Parliament, uh, in terms of their decision, will take on her nomination and what the next steps will be. You're still uh, watching uh, join us today. Let's uh, take you to some other stories because residents, motorists and business owners along the Dawenya to Pumbaria uh, area and the community uh, on that stretch of uh, Accra are raising concerns uh, about uh, the road which uh, they are calling on government to complete. Uh, they have been raising some concerns over the uh, years about the stretch and the traffic situation in the community. Government in June 2022 officially commenced uh, the expansion of the 17-kilometer-long Tema uh, to Central University uh, section of the N1 highway uh, expected uh, to last for 18 months. Uh, we'll get the concerns of the residents shortly, uh, but just a bit of a break uh, once more. Let's hear from the acting Chief Justice James Doshi. I promised my family I was not going to cry, so I will, I will soldier on. <laughs> All the good things have been said, but today is a day of showing appreciation. First of all, I want to show appreciation to Almighty God for His grace and mercy that has sustained me through my life's journey from Pando and Fuerta, who Secondi and Accra until this day. In two days' time, I'll be 70 years old. I also give, I also appreciate my dear parents, Alex Kosi Doche and Victoria Kesia Doche, for bringing us up. They sowed the seed, nurtured it, and especially our mother, who had to endure the rash realities of a single mother when the old man died in 1969, when I was in secondary form three. In those days, there, were, there was no interstate succession law. And I can say, I told the, C, the CJ designate has omitted certain parts of my interview. I will not go back to that interview. I also give and appreciate, I also appreciate His Excellency President Kufo, who gave me the opportunity upon the recommendation of the Bar Council. The Bar Council, <laughs> the Bar Council nominated myself, Justice Eni Yeboah, the former Chief Justice, Justice Mafusau, Justice Francisco Bier, and others to the High Court bench. The Bar Council again indicated that Justice Eni Yeboah and myself should go to the
Court of Appeals straight away. Justice Wedu said he was not going to allow anybody to come from the bench straight to Court of Appeal. But that if we distinguish ourselves with Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of your boat cruising along the intercoastal. And there's the sound of the prop hitting a really big rock. And now the sound of waves. Because the engine stopped. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles in home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Then on the, on the bench, you elevate us. And to the goodness of God, we were sworn into the High Court on the 18th of June 2002. And on the 23rd of September 2003, Justice Enigua and myself were elevated to the Court of Appeal. And on the 18th, on the 11th of June, 2008, Justices Rose Usu, myself, Justice Niebuhr, and Justice Paul Bafuboni were again elected to the Supreme Court. I cannot help but say that if you find God, you have found everything. And if you lose God, you have lost everything in life. And if you put your faith in God's hands, you will see God's hands in everything that you do. I also appreciate the chiefs and people of Pando, our paramount chief, Togwe Dagadu. I also appreciate the chief of my division, that's Pando Ajavi, and then Pando, Pando Chakwe, all the chiefs and elders. I also appreciate the chiefs and queen mothers of my mother's hometown, Amfueta. I appreciate the chiefs and queen mothers of Ho, where I went to do my national service in 1979 and ended up spending 23 years of my practicing life as a lawyer in Ho. And it was there that I found a beautiful wife, <laughs> Sylvia. And I also recognize her family, the Ajima family from Abutia, for the support, and my sisters-in-law. Some of them are here from Kwetwe, and my in-laws. I have, we have a very deep family connection in Pando that one of our cousins, Mr. Frank Obed Mensa, he took, uh, he took charge of Mawena, my senior brother, about whom if I want to speak, I can speak for the whole day because Mawena was the one who nurtured me and planned my career path for me. If I write my memoirs in the next one and a half years, I believe, I will point out the mess I would have found myself but for his uh, direction and advice. I also recognize my junior brother 
whom we call, he's called Seth, but we call him Seto. <laughs> he's a retired banker, he's there right now, and his dear wife, my brother, Mawana's wife, Sister Rosabel, is there. Sister Ivy, thank all of you very much. And I have a lot of children, apart from my natural children, Mause, Seli, Selase, I have other children, a lot of them, from the family. My, my house has been a house, a home for all my brother's children. Esi, Josephine, Delali, John, Marulawe, our, our house help who stayed with us for close to 25 years. And she was brought by her grandfather, who was a very good client of mine, and said, lawyer, take care of my granddaughter for me. And I will say that I've been fortunate in this life to have had very good friends. I met a group of people in Commonwealth Hall, we call ourselves the boys. <laughs> I see some of them at the back there. I can identify and recognize lawyer Kweku Brenu, <laughs> Smiley Bannerman, wave so that they see you, and then, <laughs> and then Judata, the Jude. Uh, thank you. These are my very good friends, and we have kept our friendship from the, the university as Professor Justice Kote said, from 73 up to 76 in some cases, and then 78 in others. We have kept our friendship, and I thank you all very much. Now, I want to appreciate my in-laws. I mentioned Sister Rosabeth, Sister Ivy. I also want to mention Sister Connie and Mama Chateau, one of the three mothers from Ho Domain. As Togwe Teprehodo said, he came to join us in the Attorney General's office in Ho at the time, before he was subsequently made the former chief of Amphoega, is now the president of the Water Region House of Chiefs, Togwe Ajayi, chief of Ho Ziavi, sorry, Ziavi traditional area, they are independent entities, so they are not appendage of any other town. Togwe, thank you very much. Now, as I stated, I was celebrated in 2002, and it was Justice Wilgo who was then the Chief Justice. And soon after he was sick, Justice Aqua took over, and I had some very good working relationship with Justice Aqua because he was then the judge in Ho, and he was a very good and hardworking judge. So he gave me the opportunity. I served on many committees. Some of these committees were chaired by Mrs. Wood. That's how come I got to know Mrs. Wood very well. And so when he, she became Chief Justice, I really worked with her on a number of committees. And as you know, she was the longest Chief Justice of Ghana for 10 years. In fact, my career, I owe my career to my senior at the bar, 
Roya Armstrong and Metobla Akwaku of Betomevo Chambers, now disease. It was then, once I was there, that I discovered Benson Unchukwe. He was in the sixth form at Morning School, and he and the son of Roya Akwaku were mates. And Benson started producing plays, and he invited myself and Rayakwaku <laughs> to watch and some of these those plays. And I told myself, this is a genius, and so he must be encouraged. And that's how come our friendship started from he in the CISPO and to the university, and he has become, he became president of the Ghana Bar Association. The same recognition goes to Justice Gaiwu. I also met Justice Gaiwu when he was in the sixth form. He comes from the same town with my wife, and he was introduced to me by the father, and seven days after, the father engaged me as his company solicitor. Seven days after that introduction, the father died, and I was faced with the problem of managing the estate for them as their legal advisor. All the rest, they say, is history. So he is also one of my younger brothers. In 2001, I was nominated by the Paul Edu Jamfi-led administration of the GBA to the Legal Service Board. So I served on the Legal Service Board. While serving there, I was elevated to uh, the High Court, so I relinquished my position. And as you know, when I came to the bench, I worked with the current Attorney General as an ADR mediator. A case he was handling in the High Court was referred to me as an ADR mediator. That's how I got to know him. I was a young, but I could see that he was full of zeal and uh, was very pushing, you know. Uh, then I really admired him at that stage and we became friends until now. I've also been privileged to be the chair of UHAS Council. The Vice Chancellor, Professor Lydia Ziato, has come to say some very good things about me, but I think I've not been all that pleasant, but she <laughs> refused to say the bad things about me, because sometimes I can be very hard on her, but then, uh, as I said, Ghanaians, we are very polite. We don't say bad things when we, the occasion demands. So, Prof, thank you very much. And the registrar, yeah, thank you for coming. And I also thank Professor John Japon, the immediate past vice chancellor. In 2021, I was also appointed as board chair of Accra Academy. And Accra Academy was the school I went to for my sixth form. Also, on the advice of my brother, Mawena, he was then in Legon, and he said, well, Jones, if you want to come to Legon with ease, then come to Accra Academy, sixth form. And to Accra Academy, I went, and the result was fantastic. Thank you, Mawena, again. And you want to call that a farewell message from Justice Jones Duchy. And that's all we have for you on Joy News today. Log on to myjoyonline.com. We have more stories for you there. My name is Blessed Sudan. Thanks for watching.
Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole year and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimwo, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I do go shine my shoe. Yo, myself, I do go check my BP. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast 